as an agent who is scared to close the deal. I don't know about objection handlers. You don't have to handle objections. If they object, say, okay, we'll have a wonderful day. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's no pressure for you to close a deal. That's not the intention here. The intention is to build relationships mm -hmm. with people. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui with a quick commercial break with one of our newest sponsors. I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. If single family, multifamily, new build and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation and equity. Renter Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and system in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or call 1-800-311-6781. That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys want to learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45 minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Kelly Skevel. I'm guest hosting for Aaron. And today I get the pleasure to interview Walter Key out of Keystone Heights, Florida. So welcome, Walter. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is it uh, did you, I heard you say earlier when we were talking, is it, do you like to go by Walter or Walt? Uh, I will go by Walter, Walt, hey you, or it's dinner time. I will answer <laughs> to any one of those. I love it. Uh, but Walt is usually what, Walt allows me to stay young, even though I'm not so young. Walt's yeah, good. I like that. I like that. Um, I didn't, so I mentioned to you, I'm up in Ithaca in, in New York, and we're under like 18 inches of snow. Today, it's like 35 degrees, and that's the warmest it's been in a long time. So I'm super jealous of anybody that's in warm. What's the weather like down there today? So for Florida folks, it's chilly. <laughs> for, I lived in Nebraska, right? 21 years in the Navy. I lived everywhere. But one of my favorite places to live was actually in Nebraska. Okay. And a winter in Nebraska is a winter. Like no snow's going to fall yeah. in October and it's still going to be there in March. Yeah. And you just learn to drive around the yeah. piles. So you know, 50 degrees is like, this is glorious. And everyone yeah. in Florida is like, I need my parka. <laughs> yeah. So in, in Florida, I can wear a Hawaiian shirt year round. I don't care what the temperature is. It could be 35. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yes. I love this. And we talked about this. So you like, you love Hawaiian shirts. You're known, this is your thing. You're known for wearing them. Yeah. yeah so it. it's funny. Like pe people think like, oh, he moved to Florida. He's wearing Hawaiian shirts. I actually got married almost 20 years ago in a Hawaiian shirt. I've been wearing Hawaiian shirts for decades. It's just, I love it. It's just my thing. I tell people like it, it reflects, at least I think it reflects my personality because I'm a very relaxed, laid back okay. person. So oh, the Hawaiian right. shirts, if you can't do business with me in a Hawaiian shirt, I probably don't want to do business with you. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been an agent for? 
really not that long, to be honest with you. I, uh, I got my license in 2018 when I was deciding that I was going to retire from the Navy. Okay. So I knew for 15, 16 years that I was going to do real estate when I got out of the Navy. Oh. But when, you're, when you're moving every two years and you're bouncing around, it's like, where do I get my license? And I'm, and I'm active duty Navy, so I don't exactly have a ton of time. Yeah. And my last command moved me to Central Virginia. And at the time, we thought we're going to do 30 years. This is just another stop along the road. And after a couple months of being there, we went, wow, we really like this. This feels good. So let's just figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up and let's, re- let's retire. Oh, and so wow. as, soon as, as soon as I made that decision to retire, I said, okay, it's time to get my real estate license. Game on. And so it was actually mid-2018 while I was still active duty Navy. I got my real estate license in Virginia. And my only funny story. So my only goal was to, over the course of several years, build up enough business that I could retire from the Navy and not lose the income going from active duty to retired. That was my only goal for real estate was just match that income level so the family didn't have to do anything different. Okay. So I get my license May 22nd of 2018. And Actually, ironically, I don't, everyone's like, that's amazing. I'm like, I'm just doing my job. I closed about 10 deals in 2018, half a year. Wow. Okay. Then in 2019, I made more money in real estate than I made after almost a 20 year career in the Navy. Wow. And I went, okay, this is going to be fine. I'll, ma- I'll make do with this when I retire. And so every you year were still, after that, you I just were still active. Going. Still active doing okay. Navy, still working a full time Navy job, wow. learning how to balance my schedule so that I could do the things I knew I needed to do to be productive yeah. while also you know, sticking with the commitment that I had to the Navy and, and doing the day job and wow. everything else. Now, did so, you start out as an individual agent or did you join a team? Always solo agent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I coach for a real estate team. We love those guys to death. They're amazing. But I've always, and I think it's the entrepreneurial military background. I just, I'm a solo guy. Okay. Tell me what you want me to do and I will go do it. And that works well in the real estate world. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so so this was in Virginia, but now you're in Florida, right? Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit so about that. It's weird how that happened. So this year, well, the last year, 2021, because we're, we're early 22, 22 now, um, my wife and daughter came back to Florida. We have tons of family in Florida. Okay. They came back for a family funeral. I couldn't make it. I had a bunch of stuff I was going, was happening. It was kind of a sudden thing. So they came back. And when they got back to Virginia, really, even before they got back, we were kind of talking about buying a vacation home here just because we had so much family here. And when, when my wife got back, she said, you know, that was so great being around the family again. The kids were around the nieces and the nephews, and it just felt right. Aww. I think we should move to Florida. <laughs> and I said, pack up. And she was like, well, do, do, you, mean, do you want to talk about it? I was like, no, I don't need to talk about it. I'll do, I can do real estate anywhere. You want to move right. to Florida? Let's move to Florida. Wow. And so we bought a lake house in Florida. It was okay. built in 1960. It was updated in 1960. <laughs> we needed some love before we moved the family down. And we've been working on it. I was actually, I said, okay, well, I'll sell my real estate business in Virginia and, and we'll do it again in Florida. Because I had okay. built a real, in just a few years, I had built a very, very successful business in Central Virginia. Okay. So put that together and worked out a contract with another agent and sold my real estate business in Virginia. Interesting. And then kind of back and forth as I, I literally would make an 11 hour drive, check on the remodel, stay three or four days with family, 11 hour drive back to Virginia, button up some stuff week later, 11 hour drive, 11 hour drive. And I, in, in four weeks, I probably made four or five, 11 hour one way drives. Oh. So I said, listen, honey, January 1st, I'm going to Florida. I'm starting the Florida business. I will make sure this remodel happens as fast as possible, but there's no place for everyone to live. I can stay with my sister or my aunt or someone. And so since it's actually 28 December is when I made the last drive. I've been in Florida since 28 December, 2021. Okay. Finished the job, you know, the remodel so the wife can move down, but I've started my real estate business here in Florida. Okay. It's a lot of fun actually, just wow. completely recreating, you know, a business. It's, it's a lot Yeah. Well, you probably are doing it even uh, more efficiently this time than the first time, right? Because you're like, okay, I I learned the mistakes the first time. Now here's like a clean slate. I get to start again. Exactly. Okay. So I'm doing a lot more coaching now, so I probably won't do as many transactions, but it's, it was easy to get here and say, time to go to work. 
Interesting. Right? So, so t- tell me a little bit about, so how was last year for you? Like, you know, how many transactions? Last, so did you last do? year was funny because in 2021, 2020, I'm sorry, 2021, we're in 2022 now. In 2020, I did about 40 transactions. Okay. That was great. I enjoyed it. Love and life. My goal for 2021 was to do more than 50. And then right around the September mark, so literally three quarters into the year, I said, okay, well, I'm going to sell my business to another agent. I'm not doing any more business. We're going to do a partnership deal, kind of a handshake, transition all the clients over to them. So I stopped actively trying to Ah, do work. Okay, gotcha. But I still closed about 40 deals. Wow, okay. For for three quarters of the year, I did about 40. Yeah, okay. And then I just slowly transitioned my business over to another guy, wonderful guy up in Virginia, taking good care of everybody, so. That's awesome. I don't, I feel like I don't hear that enough, especially because you, so you, so you got your license in 2018. Yes. Okay. So your business was really only two and a half years old and you were already able to build something that you could sell, which. Yeah. It was neat how it worked out. And and I, I, again, I, I've, I've been very lucky. Real estate's been good to me. I went from my first full license year, I broke six figures. The next year, I almost doubled that into double six figures. The third year, I did three quarters of a year and I made over double six figures. And then I sold the business for six figures. Wow. So I'm like, no, I'm spoiled rotten. Like, this is a real estate is so wonderful. Why wouldn't yeah. anyone do this? Wow. That's awesome. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah that's incredible. And now, you're, and so now you're in uh, Keystone Heights building yep. um, your new business. So, so yeah. yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So it's been good. So I've got a closing that was delayed. It would have closed already. It's supposed to close by the 15th. I've got one under contract. I've got half a dozen active buyers. I've got a listing, two listing appointments, one this weekend and one, one Saturday, one Sunday. Um, so I'm moving and shaking. I mm-hmm. find that it's not, it's not hard to do business in real estate. <laughs> right. It's just not. Now, yeah. how, are you, how are you generating leads? Like, What's your favorite way to, to get leads? My favorite question. So (laughs) one of the neat, at least I think one of the neat things about me is I never paid a dime for lead generation. Okay. My whole career, I'm adamant, like don't pay for something you can do for free. So I do a lot of relationship building. I will prospect Facebook groups in my local market to see who needs my help. I will call Mm. for sell by owners to see if it matches one of my buyers. I will call landlords to see if their rental matches my buyer and do you potentially want to sell this? Okay. I just love to have great conversations with people. Uh-huh. And when you have good conversations, it turns into relationships and the relationships turn into business when, it, when the time right. is right. So that's some of the things I do. And there's some different you know, lenders out there that'll re- re- partner with me. But mo- I'd say 95% of my business is having conversations with people and actively prospecting Facebook groups or putting an ad on Facebook Marketplace to generate renters that might want to be first-time home buyers, mm. um, so that I can have a conversation. Again, it goes back to they engage with that, so that I can have a conversation with them about does this make sense for you? And if it does, let me show you both options. Let me show you what you could rent for in this market. Rental markets are crazy right now, and let me show you what you could potentially buy in this market. You tell me which is better for you, but I'd like to show you both options. And nine times out of 10, there's five or six times the amount of homes they could purchase for the same price as they're trying to squeeze out that one rental that might exist and everybody's you know, buying for it. Yeah. So I do a lot of buyer transactions that way. I, I generate a lot of buyers through things like that. And then you, every, every agent asks the question, well, if I have all these buyers, there's no inventory. What do I do? Go make inventory. <laughs> yeah. Go Go call for sell by owners who okay. have a house that matches your buyer. Right. Go call a landlord that has a house for rent that fits your buyer and just have conversations with mm-hmm. them. See how you can help them and help your client. And that I love I love coaching on Fizbo's because so many agents do that wrong because they all sound the same, right? They call up the FISBO and they're like, well, statistically speaking, only 87% of tradition, you're not going to be able to do this on your own. I sell bunches of houses. You should sell it with me. Can I get a preview? You're not after a preview. You're after a listing appointment. And this person doesn't, they're not morons. They know what you're trying to do. Yeah. That's why you're not successful at FISBOs. So I literally will call them and just say, listen, I don't want to list your house. 
you clearly don't want to list it. I have no problem at all with that. I respect the fact that you're trying good on Mm -hmm. you. Let me know if I can help give you some marketing tips. I'll do whatever I can to help you. But the reason I'm calling you right now is because I made a promise to all of my buyers to do everything I possibly could to find them the right house. Mm. And yours might fit my buyer. Can I have a conversation about your house? So I know for sure, because I don't want to waste your time, but I think I'm going to want to bring a buyer to see your house. Let's have a conversation. Okay. And that, that changes the mood, right? Because the FISBO is like, at the moment you say real estate, they're like, here we go. Yep. Guard goes There's up. Yeah. Trying to get my listing that I clearly didn't want to list. <laughs> yeah. And so it changes the entire mood of the conversation when you're like, listen, I- I'm not interested in doing, having you do something you don't want to do, but you do want to sell it and I do want to buy it. Right. Let's, let's work together and make it happen. Yeah. And I, I would imagine that their guard go, you can like almost feel them, like their shoulders relax and like, let them yeah. let their guard down and then they'll start yeah. chatting with you. And just yeah. through conversation, you're able to convey your ex like your expertise in the market. Yeah. And there's yeah. a whole process to that, right? It's not just let's do it, but there's a, there's, there's a way to do that. Well. Um, and I always tell them at some point, I listen, before I walk a buyer into your house, I have to do some paperwork with you but I can't bring a stranger into your house. That's a liability for you. Can I send you the agreement that we would need to put on file? Can I just email that to you in advance? Look at it, ask questions. I want to make sure you're 100% clear on what we're doing here beforehand. And that puts me in a position to put them into my database. Ah, yes. Because I got to send you this this anyway. Let me get your email. Let me send you this in advance. I want you to be 100% transparent on what we're walking into together. What's your email? Okay. And I'll email as promised, I will email you what I said I would email you. But oh, by the way, I do a market report for all of my friends and family, and they seem to find it really helpful. As someone who's trying to sell your house on your own, this information might be valuable to you. You might see the you might see that hit your inbox every Wednesday. Ah, uh, okay. I like so it. So I've now I've had a great conversation. I've I've started a relationship. I made a promise to them, right? I will send you this. When I send them that intro email, I literally will say, as promised, right? It's the psychology of our conversation. Mm-hmm. I made you a promise. I'm going to live up to it. Yeah. I'm building that, that mental profile for them that this is a guy who's going to live up to his promises. And then I just drop the hint. Oh, by the way, you might see something from me every Wednesday because I do a weekly newsletter. That's how I stay in front of all my database. Okay. So I start building rapport with the FISBO. Even if it doesn't work out for my buyer, I'll still call them back. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to give you some feedback. I was having a chat with my buyer after we saw it. The backyard doesn't quite work for them. You know, they needed a little more of this, whatever it was. They're not interested. But listen, if you're interested in getting it sold, I know we talked about the price and you were pretty, pretty excited about getting this sold. I'm sorry it didn't work out with my one buyer, but I'm one agent. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but there are 5,375 agents in our MLS right now. Every one of those agents has buyers. And while I realize they're not reaching out to you directly like I did, I would love to put your house in front of them anyway. Mm. Would you like to have a conversation about how my marketing strategy sells houses faster for more money? It's okay if you don't, but if you do, let me know. Okay. Even if they say, no, I'm not interested. I'm going to do this on my own they're still getting my weekly newsletter every single Wednesday morning until they either make the decision to list and then they call me because I'm the one that was so helpful. They sell it on their own, but they still, even after they've sold their house or on my newsletter, 70% of buyers and sellers will choose their agent based on a referral from a friend, relative, or neighbor. Mm-hmm. 70%. Yeah. So you don't know how many people that guy knows right. or that gal knows. I don't have to sell their house. I just have to be top of mind with them. And every time they see the newsletter, they remember how friendly and engaging I was and how I wasn't a schmuck like everybody else. Right. And when their Aunt Sally says, I'm thinking about downsizing, the kids are off to college, we're, lo- we're going to move into the area that you're in. I need an agent. That FISBO very well may say, well, you know, there's this agent that sends me a newsletter. It's pretty, seemed like a pretty nice guy. You should reach out to him. Yeah. Well, info. And so, landlords. so that's every how single you conversation that you have is a data collection exercise at the end of the day. Right. 
Yes, that is a good point to remember. Every interaction you have is a data collection. There's, yep. there's only two things that you need to do to do well in this business. And this is Walt Key's secret to success for anybody who wants it. Head, listen up, listen up. Here. Literally go about your entire day with the thought in your head, how can I add value to whatever situation I'm in, whatever person I bump into, how can I add value in this situation right now? Okay. That will put you in the mindset to engage with people, mm-hmm. to ask them what they need, to see if you can help them. Yeah. And you'd be amazed some of the wackadoodle spots you'll do business when you, when you approach life that way. And then the second thing is every conversation you have should end with a question of, hey, this was really great. Would it be okay if we stayed in touch? Ah. Uh, well, listen, what's the best email address for you? I'd like to just send you all my contact information ahead of time. So if you have any questions, you can just reach out to me. Right. So it's how do I add value and help people today? And would it be okay if we stayed in touch because this was such a great conversation? I'd like to follow up with you. I think those are two. That will build your database. And then it's simply a matter of having a proper follow-up system to stay top of mind with your database. Right. So now you're, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Your FISBOs. um, So when you're prospecting those, so how, how, how many touches, I guess, let me back up. How do you have like, numbers on how many of those you've converted because I, I it's probably hard because i know that you're saying like even Man. if they don't you don't do business with them they're referring your point is to i'll hopefully give you an example refer. because i am still I've, i i spent hours calling this yesterday and started you know started moving and shaking in july of 2020 everybody knows what a crazy market july of 2020 was i closed three fisbos in july of 2020 all three of them i brought the buyer not a dime over list price. We did home inspections. Two of the three, we did repairs. Wow. In July of 2020, yeah. <laughs> the market was like, please take my firstborn child. Give me this house. Oh, I'll crazy. wave everything. I'll sign over my next kid yeah. to you. I just No home inspections. It was yeah. so ridiculous. And I had three great buyers. All three of them got the house that was perfect for them. None of them paid a dime over list price. Two of the three did a home inspection. Two of the three had repairs made. Wow. In that market, call the FISBAs. There's no reason not to. Same with landlords. Call them up and st- it's okay. If they, that's, this is the other thing too. It's okay if they say no. Mm-hmm. Because again, my, my goal isn't to close a deal. My goal isn't to convert them to a listing. My goal isn't to do a transaction. My goal is simply to say, hey, listen, there's, there's a place here that I can add value. I'd like to try. Yeah. And if you're not interested, that's Okay. I'll move right on to the next person. I'm just trying to add value to my client. Right. And I'm calling you because I promised them I would. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mujestegi, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Bob. You know, on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on his massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. And what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. 
Again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. I think I would imagine that that's a good mindset to have if you're nervous to make the phone call too, right? Like if you don't like cold calling, if making those phone calls, like, I don't know, have you, do you think that that's true? It's funny you brought that up. So I teach a course uh, for some folks called quality conversations. They wanted to call it cold calling 101 because like, well, Keys is a cold calling master. I'm like, don't call it cold calling. (laughs) Scare everybody. I've never cold called somebody a day in my life. Like, what do you mean? You call FISBOs, you call these, you call landlords, you call your past clients, you call all these phone calls. Yeah, I've never cold called anybody. I'm just calling up my friends to see what I can do for them today, except they don't know I'm a friend yet because this is the first time I've ever spoke to them. It's, it's simply a mindset, mindset. thing, right? Yeah. And, and I talk about this in the course. I actually have an entire slide on the psychology of the conversation because you're absolutely right. So many agents... It's sales anywhere, not even real estate, just sales people. Mm-hmm. They, this is not even sales for that matter. It's human nature. The fear of the unknown gets so blown up in our mind. And we start thinking about all of these absolute worst case scenarios that could possibly happen. And we assume that would be reality. Mm-hmm. And so when I said, well, call some FISBOs and have a conversation with them the agent is thinking to themselves, they're going to scream at me. They're going to yell at me. They're going to cuss me out. They're going to threaten to call the police on me. They're going to, all these horrible, they're going to see me at the grocery store next week and cuss me out for calling them. (laughs) All these crazy things they think of in their head that they convince themselves it's not worth the call because all these bad things would happen. Yeah. 98% of the time, that's wall keys, quantifiable metric. There's no scientific study, unfortunately. (laughs) 98% of the time, only two things happen. Either they say, no, thank you. I'm not interested. In which case you hang up, you make the next call or you make a great connection with somebody. Mm. That's it. You either make a wonderful connection. Maybe you do business with them. Maybe you don't. Maybe they refer 15 people over the next 20 years. You don't know. Or they simply say, no, that's not for us. Thanks anyway. Click. Yeah. So you've never had, I mean, let me ask you this. Have you, so you're saying 98% of the time, those are the two ways that it goes. Have you ever had anybody when you've cold called, um, like you said, like get irate, yell at you, no, say awful things. Yeah, no. I'll give you a quick example. I I didn't want to, I didn't want to turn this into a cold calling session, but I'll give you a quick example in the neighborhood I'm living in right now. I'm staying with my sister in Jacksonville. There is a for sale by owner sign half uh, three quarters of a mile up the road. I pass it every day. Mm -hmm. That sign, I have a picture of it. It's hilarious. Says, you know, like water and golf course. This, this is the price, three bedrooms, two baths across the bottom of their sign in big, bold letters. It says no agents. (laughs) I had a 21 minute conversation with that. And at the end of that conversation, their exact words were, well, if we don't have it sold by March when we're ready, we'll probably list it with an agent. And I texted them my business card and I've followed up with them every week and a half or so since that yeah. conversation. Yeah, it's amazing. They clearly said no agents. Right. So when did you made that out? phone did call, they hang though, up on me? did they get belligerent? No. How did you how did you open up that call? I know we can move on from Fizbo's in a minute, but <laughs> I think yeah. this is really valuable. For well, people. so I started that one with a question right? Because obviously it says no agents. And so I said, well, we should clarify that. So I called them and I said, Hey, listen, uh, I'm right up the road from you. I happen to see your sign at, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I noticed it said no agents. Does that mean you don't want to list it? Or does that mean you don't want agents to bring you qualified buyers? Mm. I just want to understand where you're coming from. And so that started with, well, you know, I don't really need to work with an agent. This market's so hot. I think I could do this on my own, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm sure you probably have looked into the numbers and you're probably aware that you're really marketing to about 4% of the population of buyers because, you know, 90% of them are using their own agent and the other six of the 96%, the only reason they're not using an agent is because they're using a builder's rep and they're buying brand new. So that means you're marketing to about 4% of the buyer pool. You know, that's still a lot of people. It could happen for you. 
do you think it's going to hurt you a little bit that we're inside a closed community and nobody drives through here unless they're coming in here because they already live here? It feels like you're limiting your marketing a little bit. Well, yeah, but I'm not in a real hurry, right? We're going to move down the road later, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, listen, I don't have a buyer for your house right now. I just wanted to get some more information to see if you wanted to work with me if I find one. But do you have a couple minutes to talk about your listing? Because that's the other thing I love to do is I will call Fizbo's just to help them sell their house. This is a very Ricky Carew style, right? I just love it. It's not mine. I didn't create it. But I will literally call Fizbo's to say, if you've got 15 minutes, let me try to help you sell your house on your own mm. for free. And then let what you just you, give them a couple tips. And I just literally walk through their listing with them. Uh-huh. Let me give you some quick advice on the photos. Here's what you've got going on. I can tell you took these photos late afternoon because the sun glare is really distracting from the kitchen cabinets. And it looks like you've got a beautiful kitchen, but the average buyer is not going to be able to look past that glare. Nine to noon is the ideal time. You're going to maximize your daily light without the sun glare. I would retake the photos when you get some time. As a matter of fact, the photos are so important. I don't even do that myself. I hire a professional. If you would like, no obligation whatsoever to work with me. But if you'd like, I'll text you my photographer's info when we're done with the call. She can do the photos for you. It's worth it because those photos are going to sell your house. And, and then I'll say, okay, do you have any questions about this? Let's talk about staging. Let's talk about declutter, depersonalize. I literally walk through this as if it was my listing. Mm-hmm. And I'm prepping my seller for the market. Wow. I'll talk about the listing description and how it doesn't engage me. Like, I don't feel connected to this. Let's talk about how you can write this so that a buyer can feel like they're walking through their new home. As yeah. you explain what they see when they come through the door and the open floor plan, the amazing backyard. And then I'll talk about marketing. And so this is funny. Like if I find it for sale by owner somewhere that's not on Zillow, I hate Zillow with a passion, just like every other agent. There's estimate is <laughs> horrible. I have documented proof that they're morons. That's neither here nor there. And I will tell a seller, listen, are you aware that as the owner of the home, you can claim it on Zillow and do a for sale by owner for free on Zillow? Did you know that? And if they're not on Zillow, it's probably because they didn't know they that. They didn't know that, yeah. You will blow their mind. Wow, yeah. And so I've, I have done that with sellers. I said, if you got five minutes, I'll walk you through how to do it right now. Because 90% of buyers, even though they have an agent, they're going to look online first. They're looking on Zillow. They're mm-hmm. looking on Realtor. Yeah. Take advantage of that marketing opportunity. And right. so I'll walk them through everything. And I always, you know, I say it, if I was listing this house, I would. Yeah. For my listings, I do this. Okay. With my seller clients, I do this. So I'm always reinforcing this is how I do business, but I'm literally just giving them the keys to the castle for free. Yeah. And here's why. At the end of this conversation, I will have been the only agent in my market to ever bother to try to help them. Yeah. And I, at the end of that conversation, I'm going to say, hey, listen, this has been great. Really appreciate your time. I know I said 15 minutes and it took 25. I apologize for that. I would love to stay in touch with you and see how this goes. Would that be okay? Think they're uh, going to say no to that? Yeah, right. <laughs> they're going to say no. What's the best email address for you? Because listen, here's what's going to happen. When we hang up, you're going to need some time to digest everything I just told you. You're probably going to have some questions. Can I shoot you my contact information? And that way, when you have those questions, you can reach back out to me and ask. More than happy to help. They're going to give me their email address. Perfect. They're going to go in my weekly newsletter. They're yeah. going to go in my database. And they're going. I'm going to be top of mind with them until they either make the decision to sell with an agent and I'm the agent. I find a buyer and I'm going to go right back to them and say, hey, remember me, Walt? We've been talking every week. I think I found a buyer. Great. Or because I helped them, they sell the house on their own. And they actually, you know, 4%, they found the right buyer, they got it done. When that person gets my newsletter every Wednesday morning, it's a constant reminder to them of how incredibly helpful I was. I'm literally the agent that helped them sell their house yeah. and didn't Referrals. ask for anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Referrals, right? 70%. Every person that person knows, I don't know how many people that Fisbo knows, but every person he knows, 70% of his, his sphere at some point are going to ask him about an agent and they're going to take the agent he refers. Right. Yeah. He's going to be in my database until he moves to Nova Scotia and unsubscribes from my newsletter. Right. Why would I not want to help them 
build my database and let him always remember how helpful I was. So if he has a friend, he has a neighbor, he has a family member that needs an agent, he's going to go, you need to be helped like that. I would gladly recommend this guy because he was so helpful. Yeah. So that's another way I do FISBOs. I love FISBOs. I'll call I it like it. I just like the, the, the value add mindset that you're going at it with. I think that one that puts, you know, that puts the client at ease, that puts the person on the other side of the phone, the seller that already, like you said, has probably been inundated with agents. Um, so you can, you could probably, you can probably feel their guard come down over the phone, but also for the agent who's like, maybe a little bit nervous. If you come at it with this mindset of like, I'm just calling to provide value. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it brings your nerves down and you're, and you're more willing to get on the phone and make those calls. It takes the pressure off of the entire situation. Yeah. And as an agent who is scared to close the deal, I don't know about objection handlers. You don't have to handle objections. If they object, say, okay, we'll have a wonderful day. Yeah. Move on to the next. <laughs> right. Right? There's no pressure for you to close a deal. That's not the intention here. The intention is to build relationships mm-hmm. with people, add value when and where you can, and let that do what it naturally does, right? Here's a, I, I, I say this occasionally to people and they're like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You cannot give away more value into the world than what the world will give you back. Mm, and if you don't believe like me, that. try it. I like Try that. it. Because here's what happens. When you're focused on just giving value away, regardless of what you get throughout the day, you will end your day feeling as if it was incredibly valuable. Yeah. Because you're just out there helping people, watching people smile. I really appreciate what you've done. That is more valuable than any commission you'll ever make. It's more valuable than any marketing campaign you can ever do. Yeah. So when you try to literally try to give away more value than you can get back, you'll literally end your day feeling so fulfilled with the value you were able to give others you will perceive that you got more value out of the world back. And then you'll wake up the next day, ready to rock and roll and do it all. Yeah, right. It's it's amazing how that works. Yeah. And it's free. It's absolutely free to do. Right. Um, Okay. So FISBOs, what else? So, so your sphere, obviously, what, what else do you like to, how else do you like to lead generate? Oh man. So, so conversation wise, I like, you got to call your sphere. There's a great Mm -hmm. way to do that. Past clients is one that so many agents neglect. I I have had conversations with agents that when they called me, they were absolutely, they were literally in tears. They were crushed emotionally because they had wonderful transactions five, six years ago, five-star reviews at the end of that deal. They they made friends in their mind. Mm -hmm. Fast forward five or six years, they're starting to see people list their house with other agents. And emotionally, it feels like they're being betrayed. Right? Oh, like, yeah. I, we had such, I remember this beautiful relationship. What happened? And I asked them, I said, well, when was the last time you had, you touched base with that client in the last six years? Crickets. And then they come to the realization that, well, it's not that they don't like me. It's not that we didn't have this wonderful relationship. It's that they've been living their life for the last five or six years, and I never bothered to stay in touch with them. Mm -hmm. They genuinely forgot my name. Yeah. That's not their fault. They needed a service, and they didn't remember you provided it. They had to go find somebody else. And that's why the statistic is 70% are going to find a new agent based on referrals. It's funny that the National Association of Realtors just put out their 2021 statistics, and they said that 90% of sellers that were surveyed within 12 months of closing a deal, 90% would either probably or highly recommend their agent for future business. And 27% had already recommended that agent four or more times. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you that your clients will work with you again, I don't know what will. 90%. And yet 70% find a new agent every time based on a referral from a friend or family member or neighbor. Well, what's the disconnect? Your follow-up is the disconnect. They forgot you because you didn't stay top of mind with your past clients. And so there's tons of wonderful business that you can do from your past clients. They don't have to do another deal with you right away, but who all do they know? Yeah. 
right? The average person in your database is worth 15 deals over the life of your business. They're going to do more business every five to seven years. I have upsides, downsides, kids are at college, things, things change. Their friends and family are going to want to do something. They're going to refer them to you. Those friends and family that get referred to you will refer someone to you because you were so amazing and you stayed top of mind. The, the, the spiral of how far each person reaches when you build a relationship is just unfathomable. So past clients is a big one. Um, for sell by owners, landlords, geo leads, if you want to call geo leads. I love expireds too, but there's a strategy there. I won't bore everybody and dive into it. There's a really great way to do that. Here's another one I love, and, and a lot of people miss this one. The other small business professionals in your community. People don't think about that because it's not real estate related. But if I go talk to my local mechanic, I go talk to the CPA, I go talk to Sally, the hairdresser, I go talk to my local barista running the coffee shop, all these people. Mm -hmm. And I go shake their hand, grab a cup of coffee, have a conversation and say, hey, listen, one of the things I love to do is I do a weekly newsletter for all of my clients. And I like to highlight the other small businesses in our community to my clients. Would you be okay if I highlighted your business to my clients in my newsletter? Oh, I like that. For free. I don't want anything from you. I just, I love your coffee, right? I know you're providing a wonderful service here. You got a great product. I'd like to put that product in front of my clients. Would that be okay? I don't know uh, a single yeah. business owner that <laughs> right. doesn't appreciate free marketing. They're going to say yes. Right. So here's what I do. Hey, wonderful. Listen, give me a 30-second elevator pitch so I know I'm marketing your business the way you want me to. Okay. What do you want me to say about it to my clients? And we, right, we're just having a conversation. Right. Okay, you do this. You've been here. How long have you been here? Oh, five years ago. Cool. Wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. I'm just engaging with them. Right. And at the end of that conversation... This was really wonderful. I really appreciate it. I'd love to stay in touch with you. Would it be okay if I emailed you a copy of the newsletter so you saw exactly what I was doing? What's your best email address? Boom. Now I'm putting small business owners who have hundreds of clients I don't even know yes. on my newsletter. And I'm the realtor that's top of mind now with all of those other business owners. I don't know how many people run into Joe the mechanic to get their tires rotated and their oil changed every month. Right. But I know that if someone is talking to Joe about needing to sell a house, buy a house, kids are moving in, grandma's moving out, I'm going to be the agent that Joe recommends. Yeah. There was an agent on our team that when she first got started, she hung her, she asked her hairdresser if she could hang her card on her mirror. And I was like, ah, oh, it's yes. so like such a small thing. And the hairdresser was like, sure, of course. And so, you know, how, what, 10, 15 people sit in that chair at minimum a day. Yeah. And, you know, and that her name and her number, all her contact info is right there for people. I love the hairdressers. I always, I was kind of joke. Sally, the hairdresser knows everybody. Yeah, they he do. Knows what, they he knows do. what's going on in the yes, community. Yes, they do. Right? Right. You want to be talking with Sally because Sally's got people in the chair for 45 yeah. minutes to an hour every day. What's, yeah. the, what's new with you? How's the family? What's Aunt Jane doing? Yeah. If someone says real estate. Oh, really? Right Hold here on. on my mirror. Yeah. Call this gal. Absolutely. That's wonderful. But literally any small business in your community. That's good. Yeah. Find them, right? Go on the local area Facebook groups in your community and find the business owners that are engaging and talking. Sometimes those groups will be like, hey, it's Friday, post your business, right? And like, it's literally just a slew of business yeah. owners. Yeah. I do this. I do that. I'm a handyman. I'm a carpenter. I do aerial photography. I'm this. I'm a coffee shop owner. I'm, I'm, I'm an Etsy business owner, whatever it is. Engage with those folks. Hey, saw your post about the small businesses. I'm in the group too. I live in Keystone Heights. This is what I do. I run a newsletter. I send out to everyone in my database every week. I'm looking for other small businesses to highlight. Can I highlight yours? Yeah. And then it, it's the same. It's, a, it's still a conversation. Even if it's on Facebook Messenger, it's still a conversation. At the end of the conversation, it's, hey, listen, this was awesome. I really appreciate it. What's the best email address for you? I'll just send you the newsletter so you see exactly what I'm doing. Yep. And, and again, you're back at that value add mindset. Yep. At always adding value. I love it. Exactly. It's, it's really salesy and kind of schmucky to call somebody and say, hey, uh, what's your email address? <laughs> Who the hell are you? I don't, I don't know you. I don't want to give you my email address. When you approach it from, here's how I think I can help you. 
can we have a conversation? You have a great conversation. Right. And you say, listen, this was wonderful. Can I stay in touch with you? Well, yeah, sure. You were great. Wonderful. What's the best email address for you? I'd love to send you my info. Whole different ball of wax than just starting with like to collect your data. Okay, freak. I don't want you. I don't, you don't need yeah. to collect my data. Yeah, and it right? feels like more than ever, we're very guarded, right? For a lot oh, of yeah. reasons. Um, so if yeah. you can, if it, you know, we're already guarded. If you say something that feels salesy and icky, you're it's done. Yeah, you're sure. And I've, had, I've even had people like I've had great conversations with people. Um, you know, calling geo leads in a neighborhood that I wanted to talk to and great conversation. Everything went well, but they still were like, I don't, I got so much spam. I don't really want to give you my email. I'm like, well, I'm not going to spam you. I just love to keep in touch with you. I'd like to send you my contact information. So you have it. Nah, it's not really my thing. I appreciate it, but you can, you got my number. You can stay in touch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, what do you say? I will text you a picture of my business card as soon as we hang up. So you can put a face to a name, have a wonderful day. Yeah. Text them a picture of my business card, save their contact info to my phone, and I will text them periodically just to see how they're doing. Mm -hmm. If at some point I want to offer them something of value, hey, listen, I don't know if you're you're tracking, but the market's done some really cool things. I just put a little one-page market report together for my folks. Are you interested? I could email it to you. Hey, there's this other thing I'd love to send to you because in this community, I just noticed that there's this, this thing going on. Can I email that to you so you have it? Right. There's other ways that you might, after you've engaged longer, after they've got comfortable with you, they may give you the email address. Yeah. You can do the same concept without the email address. The, the email newsletter is just wonderful because it's so scalable, right? Right. Five people in a database, 5,000 people in a database. It's still only 20 minutes of my time to put this together every week and touch right. everybody. Right. And then you just send it out. Yeah. Scalable yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's a bunch of the conversations. So past clients, sphere of influence, FISBOs, landlords, expires, geoleads, small business owners in your community. I love that one. All of those are wonderful conversations to have. I think this, this was great. Lots of, lots of gold nuggets in here, especially uh, the take, your take on FISBOs, right? Like we've all, we've all, we all know about FISBOs, but I think that the ad, the value add mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah I think you really, there's a really, really a lot of gold in there. So I it's really appreciate what happens that. when you just focus on helping people. Like yeah. genuinely, if you got into this business for any other reason to try to help people, you're in the wrong business. This is a relationship business. And what do they say? People work with you be, with somebody that they, they know, know they like, like they trust and you. trust, right? I, I, 30 seconds. I'll give you a funny example. Brand new to this market. I don't know anybody. I have to take my tire to get plugged because I'm out showing real estate already and I got something on my tire. I'm sitting in the mechanic, never been here before, little tiny office. And I notice there's a very young lady at the counter. She's doing an amazing job. Very engaging. Every time someone talks in, she's talking to them like they're family. She's on the phone, really polite. And so I could have just as easily sat on my phone, goofed off, waited on my tire to be plugged and did business. Instead, I leaned over and I said, hey, are you having a good Monday? Because it was Monday. And she says, well, it's Monday. And it was obvious she was busy. She was doing things. And I said, oh, Monday's my favorite day of the week. And she stopped what she was doing, kind of cocked her head to the side around the desk and says, are you being sarcastic? And I said, no, I absolutely love Mondays. And just that little spark of engagement, we spent the next 25 minutes talking about how her father owns the mechanic and he's been there for 50 years, how she's looking to get into real estate in the very near future, how she's getting her college courses done right now, but she can only do one course at a time because she's really busy trying to do everything else. And I said, well, that's hilarious. I'm actually a real estate agent too. I'm a real estate coach. Let's, and so we wound up talking about like market statistics and how most agents don't last very long in the business because they're not, they don't know how to build a business. They just know how to not get sued, right? That's what the license <laughs> teaches you. And so we had this great conversation. It was wonderful and it was gauging. Guy comes in and says, hey, you're, this is what we found out of your tire. You're all set now. Thanks. He hands me my keys. As I reached for my keys, I haven't even opened the door yet. She says, wait, 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 before you go. And she pulls a card off of the desk, literally from when she was like 15 years old and she was doing pet sitting, but she still got the cards on the desk. (laughs) And she says, here's my card. Please send me all the info on how to get my license in Florida. And I'd love to hear about your free coaching program. That's awesome. And you didn't even have to ask for the contact info. I was genuinely just like, there, here's an opportunity to engage and add value to somebody and make somebody yeah. smile today. That's awesome. You never know where opportunities are going to present themselves right. unless you try. 
Right. I love it. I love that mindset. Walter, thank you so much for coming on. I think you've provided a ton of value to our listeners today. If they want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to get in touch? Oh, man, it's really hard to find me. So (laughs) my name is Walter Key, literally K-E-Y, like a door key. I was born for this. Uh, (laughs) Walter.key at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, Anywhere on social, like Walt Key. There's not a lot of Walters left. There's not any of them with the last name Key. So Walter.key at gmail.com. On Facebook, I'm Walt Key Realtor. Um, I'm on all the various social platforms. I'm not great at it. I'm not a TikTok star, but (laughs) but I'm there. Um, That's the easiest way. Just email me. Perfect. I'd love to chat with anybody about anything. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And uh, yeah, we really enjoyed it. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you like, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.